listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am tidying, recovering from the plague. That's right. <laughs> Joining me is John Long. But healthy as always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, the perfect picture of health. That's me. John Long. <laughs> when you dial up health, search health on Google, a picture of me <laughs> comes up. This is the healthiest human alive. Yeah. Yeah, man. So the flu ran through your house. It did. And Deidre has had the flu at my house. Makes me wonder if she's been making trips over here or something, <laughs> <No>. you know, <laughs> without me knowing. <laughs> so we didn't get to record last week. No. But really, where we left it was uh, you were like, hey, Tara's got the flu or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but we can record one day this week. I'm working days or whatever. And then just ghosted. And then I didn't <laughs> think about it, honestly, until like Friday yeah. because I was busy being a single parent because my wife had the flu. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Friday, I was pulling in the driveway after work, and I just looked over here and saw your truck, and I was like, Oh, he never texted me. Nope. And I knew that Tara and the boys were sick, but I didn't know that you were sick. Yeah. And I was like, he's probably protecting me from mm-hmm. it. And I refused to do a we did you didn't bring up an internet show. I refused to do that. <laughs> I knew better than to even ask. <laughs> and so here we are today, a week late. Yes. But energized and ready to go. Yes. I'm a year older. I had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Our team you. lost. Our team lost, yes, as a birthday gift yeah. to me. We're just like, let's go down to Baton Rouge and lose in heartbreaking fashion again. But that's how it goes. Misinformation is all over Twitter. Everything. Thanks to Elon Musk purchasing sure. it. Anything else happened while we were gone? Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened, but, uh, but yeah. My, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into Kanye and and Kyrie versus the, the their anti semitism semitism. I have yes. trouble with that word. That's been going on. That's been a big news topic. But I don't know of anything else because I don't watch the news in any way unless the news has to come to me, and it does normally in the form of this show. There was the Oz Fetterman debate. Oh, yeah, you did text me about <laughs> Which, that. I am not, I don't live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't guess either one of them are going to rep- represent me, so I I feel like I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. No, but a lot of people but, are, uh, that I know in Alabama are acting like they got a dog in the fight for some they reason. They are, yeah, for some yeah. reason, yeah. Yeah, they're fired up about Dr. Oz. But I tell you what, <laughs> uh, not fa- the... Not not the best performance. <laughs> well, now, I'm, I don't know a lot about him other than... I don't know anything huge. about him other than he had a stroke and now he can't talk. Okay, is that <laughs> it? Has he had a stroke? Yes, he had a stroke. Uh, it was right after he won his primary, he had a stroke. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, and apparently, they say that there's been no like actual mental decline. Yeah. And, and that may be. Sure. But I tell you what, his communication skills... He's, hey, look... When, I assume when you have a stroke, there's a long road to recovery. It is. And whoever yeah. thought it was a good idea to put him on national Just television needs to be fired immediately. Well, um, 
are there clips of him talking normal before the stroke? Can we find those? Uh, I would. I don't know. Let's. Uh, I would assume so because I mean, he's been in politics for forever. Hasn't we don't he? necessarily need to go down the rabbit hole okay. on Big Fit, but <laughs> I just. I was wondering because I'd heard that he'd had a stroke. Yeah, and I was like, well, it would be convenient to tell everybody, hey, don't make fun of me. I had a stroke just because I'm not good at public speaking and I get nervous or whatever and I sound like an idiot, you know? No, I wouldn't put that above politicians to do that, to go, hey, guys, I I had a stroke. You can't talk about me saying, hello, good night at the beginning of the debate. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's – now, look, I don't know a lot about Fetterman other than this whole debacle. Did he play college football? If he didn't, he should have. He is. He could carry you around on his hip, Tony. Well, I was told that uh, Fetterman is actually the name of the scientist who built him. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, Tony. He's a stroke victim. That's me. He's a stroke victim. But no, uh, supposedly he's been in, in politics for forever. Okay. And I think, because he was criticized for that, too. Like, when he had his stroke, he kind of tried to hide it uh, until he just couldn't hide it anymore. Huh. So, well... I mean, whatever. They're rigging the election anyway, so we already know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You can't question an election now. You could up until now. Right. Up until Biden won. Yeah. And then everybody's like, we can't, we're done questioning elections. That's over with. So I don't mean to imply that the Russians are influencing our elections anymore. Unless Republicans win, and then they definitely did. <laughs> Well, what stories do you have this week? Well, I first want to just rant. Give me like a 30-second rant here. Okay. So my birthday was yesterday. Yes. My wife's had the flu all week. She's yes. been at home. She was like uh, on Friday night, was like, hey, I, I just want you to know I didn't get you anything for your birthday. You know, you can go buy whatever you want. And I was like, you don't, want, <laughs> you don't want me to buy whatever I want. <laughs> and I was like, uh. I'm sorry that Amazon was down all week. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I wanted was a belt. I need a new belt. <laughs> but, uh, but, but she was like, oh, and uh, Hudson invited three friends over to spend the night tonight on Friday night. So mm-hmm. I have Manuel, Matt, and Michael, the M&M squad. The M&M squad. Uh, hanging out at my house Friday night through the day on Saturday. Plus, Thomas brought his girlfriend over on Saturday. And Libby invited a friend over on Saturday. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, what I re- intentionally, because they was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, I just want to sit and watch football all day long. We've got mm-hmm. great games, Tennessee, Georgia, Bama's playing at LSU, you know. I'm sure Ohio State's playing something they're going to blow out. I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll flip to Big Ten games in the commercials or whatever. And so that was my day, but it ended up being just kids screaming and hollering all in my house. So... That's why Alabama lost is people didn't respect my wishes. <laughs> and that's why oh yeah, yeah, and Alabama lost too. So it wasn't a good birthday. I didn't enjoy my birthday at all. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had no presents. My wife's <laughs> recovering from the flu, so I may become a stroke victim, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it's just not been good. So now we're recording a podcast. <laughs> so I'm through talking about that. Uh, the stories that I have, though, high-quality stories that I have, we're going to talk about Ohio, an Ohio sheriff that's gotten in a little trouble. 
Um, so we're going to talk about not do don't lick psychedelic toads, and we're going to talk about Pokemon. Okay, I have another uh, cheating scandal. Okay, uh, Baggate. I've got uh, a story about a uh, California man, and I was going to start off with this one. This one comes from Yahoo News, and it says uh, the headline here. Prepare for alien encounter now before it's too late, warned okay. scientist. There you go. Be prepared. The motto of the boys. <laughs> now, just first thoughts. How would you prepare for an alien encounter? Well, I clearly you put tin foil. You make a tin foil hat <laughs> okay. so they can't read your brain waves. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what's going to that's what's going to protect your yeah. thoughts. You have to do that. Number one. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Man, I don't know what I would do. Uh, I, I mean, well, I mean, how can you prepare for something like I that? I mean, the best thing to do is to start taking yoga classes so you can kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens uh, could get in touch tomorrow, and we must know what to say to them. Scientists have warned as they launched a new research hub to prepare humanity for first contact. The University of St. Andrews has joined forces with the UK SETI Research Network to establish protocols and procedures if aliens are found. The team warned that although there are measures in place for dealing with threats posed by asteroid impacts, there is no agreed response if a radio signal were picked up from another intelligent life form. The SETI post-detection hub will bring together experts from around the world to decide how to decipher methods, enact space law. Okay. (laughs) And uh, and anticipate societal impacts. Dr. John Elliott, honorary research fellow in the School of Computer Science at St. Andrews and coordinator of the hub, said, Will we ever get a message from ET? We don't know. We also don't know when this is going to happen. But we do know that we cannot afford to be ill-prepared, scientifically, socially, and politically rudderless for an event that could turn into reality as early as tomorrow in which we cannot afford to mismanage. We will need to coordinate our expert knowledge, not only for assessing the evidence, but also for considering the human social response as our understanding progresses in what we know and what we don't know is communicated. And the time to do this is now. So, well... I don't hate the idea. Let's get some sort of plan. My plan would be let's all act real cool and friendly (laughs) while everybody in the back is getting all the guns together. You know? (laughs) Right. So here, let me help unload your spaceship. Come on in. We got cornbread cooking and all that. And then let's kill them all. Right. (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, that's a bad example, but I was going to say like Mall Villa where – DeSoto, Chief Tuscaloosa took DeSoto because he was like, yeah, no, I got plenty of supplies for you down here. Mm-hmm. And then all the Native Americans, the peaceful Native Americans were waiting down there and attacked. But they lost real bad. So <laughs> right. that's not a good example. <laughs> that may be us. Yeah, I feel like if uh, if we get contact from an alien intelligence through radio signals, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a big news story. It's sure. probably going to be on like modern. What's that magazine? That Popular Mechanics. Yeah, but uh, but otherwise, I really don't think it'd be that big a deal because we we had like the wow signal. Remember? Yeah, remember that? They still don't know anything about it, right? Yeah, they have no idea. Right. I mean, now it hasn't repeated. Yeah, like it's not like we've 
got it again. So it's possible it could have been just like a weird blip. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what the well signal was. Yeah. I just know that scientists across the world say it is the strongest piece of evidence we have for an alien intelligence out there that's actually like scientifically recorded, you know. Right. But uh, I think the real, the real, I guess, fear, the real showstopper would be if they sure enough like showed yeah. up, you know. If they land on the White House lawn or something mm-hmm. one day. And like, take me to your leader. We'd be like, wait, let's rethink. <laughs> Let me show you around town first. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we don't have one leader. Right. <laughs> <laughs> President Biden is eating ice cream. Let's let's just show you around town for a little while. We got to pump him full of Adderall or whatever they give you before he goes out <laughs> for an event. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be kind of wild. Yeah, I think the logical thing is they could contact us through like a radio signal and said he would pick it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. That seems to be logically what would happen. But we got videos of them flying around all over. Well, we so. have videos of something. Those are aliens, around. tiny. <laughs> we don't know what it is. They're aliens. Of course they're aliens. How do you know they're not interdimensional? I read something the other day where it was like the Department of Defense said it could be debris showing up. Oh, and I was really? Like, oh, so it's like a Walmart sack blowing around. <laughs> Y'all trying to fool us with that one? But y'all aren't getting me with that. Because they're talking about like it's flying patterns, you know, or, you know, it do stuff that mm-hmm. normal. And I'm like, I've seen a Walmart sack, y'all. Yeah. Like, I know what one looks like. What? I don't understand. Have you heard the story of Ryan Graves? He's like another fighter pilot. No. Who's like come forward and like okay. talked about. It. He said that he was a trainer, and he says that occasionally they would go out and they would like get these weird blips on the radar, and then they upgraded their radar systems. And after they upgraded their radar systems, he said these things were like is like every day, like oh, wow. all the time. Huh? And there was a few times that like t- usually they were just on the radar, but he said every now and again somebody would get close enough, and it looked like visually like a like a cube in a translucent sphere. Huh? And you know, they started, uh, they, they reported these as like safety issues because, hey, we we could hit one of these things. Right. We don't know what they are. But uh, it's just weird that, that according to him, these things are flying around all the time. Drones. And there's nobody. Yeah, like, okay, let's assume that it is an adversarial nation that has leapfrogged us in technology. Yeah. And they're just watching everything we do all the time. Like, shouldn't we all be a little... Worried about these yeah, things? No, that would be that would <laughs> yeah. cause concern. Yeah, you would think so. But it seems like the brass is like, ah, eh, just don't mess with them. <laughs> well, we uh we can't worry too much about aliens because we have real problems in the world <laughs> today. Right. I'm talking about racist horses, Tiny. <laughs> the worst kind of horses. Yeah, in my experience, they're the worst. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, like you're trying to get your, you know, fiance a carriage ride, but they won't yeah. stop for you because of your ethnicity. Of course not. Right. <laughs> Just gallop on past you. You know, Mr. Ed was their grand wizard. You know, <laughs> people don't know that. He <laughs> he hated minorities. Um, <laughs> Mr. Ed, the hate talking horse. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a funny prank <laughs> to overdub like one of Hitler's speeches 
of his little horse talking, you know. That would be funny. It wouldn't be right to do it. I would never do that because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> that would be funny. There's a video of uh <laughs> it's uh is it Tupac and Biggie and like Hitler and Mussolini and all these people, then they're giving their speeches and it looks like they're rapping. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, it is good. <laughs> I do remember there was the, well, there's some movie. It's like, a, I think it's a German film, but it's Hitler. He's in the room, but the people dub other stuff. Like they put the subtitle, oh, yeah, English yes. subtitles. Yeah. So it looks like he's saying something right. else. Yeah, he's, no, that one went huge for a while. He, like, he gets super mad. Yeah. Makes everybody go out yeah, and he goes like, off on some kind of rant. Yes. Yeah. There were some golden ones of those. They were very good. But what about them uh, hiring Lane Kiffin? I remember that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, well, Tiny, an Ohio sheriff, uh, his ghost horse costumes are blasted for KKK similarity. An attempt by some Ohio sheriff's officers to dress their horses up like ghosts for Halloween became more trick than treat for the department when some residents complained they looked like the Ku Klux Klan. Is there a picture? Uh, there was, but like it was like a video, and I've had the story loaded up like all week, I so gotcha. it stopped. Um, just imagine a horse with a bed sheet on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, they didn't have the horses did not have mount like pointy clan hats, the traditional mm-hmm. clan hats. They look like those horses that were in like the intro of Forrest Gump. Sure. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're also we don't talk enough. Our Catholic brothers, they have cool hats, you know, like the Pope and all the yeah. bishops, and they got cool hats. But there is some like sect in Catholicism, I want to say it's in Spain. They wear a clan hood. No joke. Good is red, though, right? Well, there's a white one, too. There's a white one, too. Sure. Okay. What's the colors of Christ? White, <laughs> right? Purple, red, gold. That's it. Yeah. So they got them a clan hat. Uh, the, you know, the clan ruined a lot of things they for a lot of people. Yeah. They sure did, like being racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't do that anymore, Tiny. I know you were saying you were happy Elon bought Twitter because now you can use the N-word freely. Without well, also getting can talk about ivermectin. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm kidding. All right, that was all borderline bad stuff. All right, the mounted unit of the Lake County Sheriff's Office caused the outcry earlier this week when they paraded around town in the controversial uh, equine ensemble, which included large white sheets covering the animals from head to toe. The lawman had lawmen had hoped that it would be a fun outreach to the community. Oh, here's a picture of them. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, right. no, I see. <laughs> I see it. Um, I mean, it's a shame because look, I I don't know these police officers, but yeah. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, they're just trying you know, to like, be surely fun. they didn't really think, hey, you know what would be awesome <laughs> is if we made all our horses look like clan horses. On Halloween. Yes. Surely that was not their first thought. This is why we need to defund the police. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, the riders thought it would be a great idea to have big ghosts going down the street. Sheriff Shank, Sh- Sheriff Frank Le- Leon Bruno 
That's his name, Sheriff Frank Leon Bruno. Leon Bruno is his last name. That's okay. not like, he's not like Frank Leon, like your It's not a door. serial killer triple yeah. name. <laughs> right, or like some guy that works on cars. Take, <laughs> take it down there to Frank Leon. He'll work on it. Um, in addition to holes cut out for the eyes and nostrils and ears, the horses were covered in festive orange pumpkin lights. As the horses went down the street, they were lit up for Halloween. To tell you the truth, the community loved it. Kids said they were great ghost horses. Uh, once pictures of the costumes went up on Facebook, however, some mm-hmm. residents were quick to point out the horses' resemblance to how the KKK dressed their horses to match their own infamous white hoods and robes. This was a poor execution for a ghost, one resident told the outlet. You go back and look at pictures of the Ku Klux Klan, it looked like an exact replica of what the horses looked like. Oh, here's one with a clan. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Very similar. It's Is there nobody on staff that is like, this is not a good idea, another said. A sheriff's office should be out there protecting people, and if I saw that on my street, I would be terrified. Um, the slew of negative comments prompted Leon Bruno to remove the post shortly after it was shared. Even so, he stresses that he does not believe his officers did anything wrong and that they did not intend to offend anyone. I'm sorry that perception was there. It was never our intention to do that, he said. So, Well, there you go. Say you're sorry and try again in 100 years. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> by then we will be past this. And what it is is like, yeah, you should go, hey, guys, this looks this is slightly clannish, you know? <laughs> Let's make them look like skeletons. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to go a different route. But the other side of that is, is probably the police officer like, this is a fun little goof. Kids are going to love it. And it didn't even enter their head <laughs> yes. that this is potentially, they're like, we're going to hang pumpkin lights on it. <laughs> they're probably all excited about it. Man, the kids are going to love this. This is great. And then you get dog piled on on social media. Well, they, at least they can be thankful that they didn't have to make an arrest that night. Yes. I'm like a minority suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been the worst. That would have been real bad. That would have <laughs> been bad PR. Real, real bad. That would have been real bad for the, you know, like some dude on yeah. TikTok out there recording this cop that, running after him. It, it may have been good for that dude, though, because he's not staying in jail. Sure. No, not at all. <laughs> he's walking away with a big check. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, cops. <coughs> cops have had a bad few years in the PR department. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were just trying to trying to win a little goodwill back within their community and it just blew up in their face. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, well, I mean, they're cops. That's what they get. <laughs> That's what they get. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a few things in the world that everybody agrees on and one is that uh, cops are mean most of the time. Uh, they can be. Yeah. Yeah. They're mean. I've never met one that wasn't mean to me <laughs> <laughs> when he was working. Right. Yeah, you know, every time they you have to interact with the police, they're mean to you. It's just the way it goes. Well, my next story here, uh, Nevada County, I think I said, yeah, okay, uh, Northern California. So Nevada County man wonders if a meteorite destroyed his house. Okay. Get this, okay. This dude, he's just chilling inside his house, okay. He's got his two dogs, and then he heard a big bang. He starts to, to smell smoke. He went on his porch, and his porch was completely engulfed in flames. Oh, wow. 
says here that uh, Northern California officials are looking into if the bright ball of light seen in the sky on Friday night is a meteorite that landed on this dude's home. Witnesses came from all over the region following the path of the bright ball in the sky to see where it landed, and that path may have led to Dustin Procita's home. Uh, He managed to save his rat terrier dog, and he tried to get back inside for his other family dog, but he couldn't save them. Unfortunately, his other dog died in the fire. Uh, He says, quote, I tried to go around to the windows, but fire and smoke was dumping through, and I couldn't see inside. Penn Valley Fire Department Captain Josh Miller said that they had a call around 7.30 for a structure fire, but because of the secluded location, they knew that uh, they would have a firefight on their hands. Wide open spaces, uh, and this was out on a farm, a cattle ranch area with not much around it. His firefighters along the Smartsville Fire Department in Cal Fire uh, battled the flames for several hours. Let's get down to where it talks about, okay, It appears that there was a bright ball of light captured on car and home videos. It landed in the middle of nowhere, uh, and he now believes that it was a meteor that actually landed on his house. I've always watched meteor showers as a kid, but I didn't want them landing in my yard or on my roof, he said. Uh, They got a a steal from a ring video here of just this light coming down out of the sky. Uh, Everyone I talked to said it was a flaming ball falling from the sky, and it landed in that general area. Miller said witnesses started arriving on the scene and are looking into if it could have been a meteorite. I had one individual tell me about it first, and I put it in the back of my mind, but then more people, two, three, four, started coming in and talking about it. Uh, Procita and his wife said that they will pick up the pieces and realize maybe the odds are in their favor. They said it's one in four trillion chance, so I guess I might be buying a lottery ticket today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says that it'll take about two weeks to determine the cause of the fire. Uh, Torrid meteor showers are currently happening in the area, with the peak taking place on Saturday. NASA said there will be an increase of bright balls visible in the sky. So, uh, as far as I know, there is one person that we have on record that was ever actually hit by a meteorite. It's Alabama. (laughs) Happened to a... A big lady here in Alabama. <laughs> She's had a little girth on her. <laughs> yeah. And now this dude, uh, I mean, I guess we don't know well, for sure, but maybe a house or maybe a meteor like hit his house, set it on fire. Clearly, this was a meth lab explosion. <laughs> I mean, like he said, it's one in four trillion. <laughs> right. And he's like, I got to come up with an excuse. My house got hit by a meteorite. Right. Where's the meteorite? Exactly. That's my first question. <laughs> Where is it, man? Because I would think you would know pretty early on, right? If well, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just trying to picture myself, um, you know, sitting on my couch, watching my team get sure. beat. Watch us lose <laughs> in overtime. Yes. And then all of a sudden there's this big, huge bang, yeah. and your house is instantly on fire. Right. I suppose that could have been a myth. <laughs> clearly what it was. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's out there doing something naughty he shouldn't be doing, and his house caught on fire. Huh. And he's looking for an excuse. But there are a lot of, uh, there's video. Of there's a, videos a of meteorites. <laughs> there's not a video of it hitting his house. What are the chances? It's probably not one in quadrillion, but. What are yeah. the chances of a meteorite happening and then your meth lab blowing up <laughs> at the same time? 
I don't know, but I'm interested to see the developments on this story. Because yeah. I would think the fire marshal, once they got everything out, would be like, point at the ground and go, yep, there's the meteorite right there. That's where it hit, <laughs> tore up everything. What if it burned up? <laughs> <laughs> Can it? I don't know. I mean, once it, I know it's, it will get on fire coming <laughs> through the atmosphere, right? Well, what was that one? Have you ever heard of the Tuscunga blast? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Okay, it was this big, huge blast that happened back, I want to say, in like the 18-sometime. Yeah. And somebody Google it, because I have no idea. It was, it happened in Siberia. Like, okay. Away from anyone, but like no one kn- knows what it was. And I think the best theory is it was a, a meteor okay. that actually exploded before it hit the ground hmm. for some reason. Okay. But... Nobody really knows. Yeah, nobody really knows. It was just this big, huge. I mean, maybe it was aliens. And it was eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Let me Google. You don't it have real to Google quick. it. It's fine. Well, I, I want to know now. Let's see. And I would say, like, if it was nineteen, you know, like after Lennon took over, whatever, whenever that was, and you know, the Soviets were up to all kind of naughty stuff. It wouldn't let anybody know. Okay, it was the Tuscunga event. It was approximately a 12 megaton explosion. Okay. It occurred near Podkinyena, Tuscunga River, and uh, is is in Russia. It was, okay, it was 1908. 1908. June 30th, 1908. Now, where it happened, like, there's no one there, so it didn't didn't hurt anyone, but, yeah. A 12 megaton blast out of nowhere. Yeah. And no one knows what happened. Well... And it was 1908, so it was before, it yeah. was before little boy and fat man, right? So who knows? It could have been aliens. Maybe it was aliens. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> um, I don't know that aliens will ever visit us, but I can tell you how you can visit them, and that's by licking psychedelic frogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the National Park Service warns: Please don't lick the psychedelic toad. A taste as tasty as it might look, you should refrain from licking the Sonoran Desert Toad, the National Park Service has warned. On Tuesday, the NPS used Facebook to warn passerby uh, passerbys to use caution around the Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad. The amphibian is one of the largest toads found in America, measuring up to seven inches. Um, the toad's call is a distinctive low-pitched toot. (laughs) I got a low-pitched toot. I let go every (laughs) once in a while. But the toads found across the American Southwest also boast another unique feature. They have a prominent partoid glands that secrete a potent toxin, according to the NPS. Uh, The the partoid glands are located just behind the toad's eyes. Toad's eyes. These toxins could make humans sick if they touch the toad or put one in your mouth. So the service recommends people uh, that encounter the toad to refrain from licking them. That's because they don't want you having fun. <laughs> the toad's toxins are particularly dangerous for other animals. Uh, the toxins emitted by one desert toad may be enough to kill a fully grown dog. I'm much bigger than a dog. <laughs> Uh, but among humans, the toxins have been exploited to other ends. With When smoked, the toxins are a powerful psychedelic, um, according to the Oakland Zoo, also accredited 
by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. For some reason, they add that in there. Oh, so they're just saying don't lick them, smoke them. Smoke them, yeah. Right. Smoking the Sonoran Desert Toad's secretions causes euphoria and strong auditory hallucinations. Possessing the toad's poison, known as bufotenin, is illegal in California, according to the zoo. Good thing I live in Alabama. <laughs> well, that's all it is. Just uh, don't be licking toads, right? Right. I've heard that you could lick toads, some toads. You know, I always mm-hmm. figured it was in South America or some jungle somewhere and that you could have psychedelic experiences. But no, right here in the U.S. of right, right here well, in also, California. Also, isn't like it peyote... Isn't that like a cactus? It's a grows cactus button, out in the yeah. desert. Yeah, uh-huh. so there's lots of stuff in the desert that wants to get you high. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe we should, I need to move to the desert. I go to the next burning man. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard Mike Tyson. I don't know if it was him or somebody that knows him on the Joe Rogan experience talking about he's supposedly like really into the toe oh, yeah. venom. Yeah. Well, I don't know about toe venom, but I know he's gotten big into psychedelics. I saw him on some show where yeah. he was talking about it. Yeah, I think he has, like, his own frogs that he keeps. Oh, for for, real? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, good for Mike. (laughs) I don't know if I would be keeping up frogs just to get high, but whatever. Seems like a lot of a hassle when you could just buy LSD like a regular person. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Uh, Sooner or later in psychedelics, because everybody's doing uh, ayahuasca and mushrooms and toads apparently and all that Mm -hmm. like lsd is gonna be like frowned upon because it's synthetic you know it's (laughs) It's man-made it's not natural they're like it's bad you can't do that so Mm -hmm. but we haven't got there yet we haven't gotten that woke in the psychedelic (laughs) community (laughs) i should start that movement (laughs) yeah you should yeah you're like if you're doing lsd you're wrong it's 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 man-made it's man-made yeah. You're connecting with the devil. You're not connecting with God who made mushrooms and toads and peyote and everything else. These toads are our shamans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're there to guide us. <laughs> How do you think somewhere along the way, somebody was like, I think this toad would get me high. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe a caveman was going to eat it. That's what I think. But they said you got to smoke it. Maybe you Ex- put him on the campfire. Right. He, he was grilling it up, <laughs> yeah, and he was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I can taste colors now. <laughs> and they're like, hey. like The frog's talking to him. <laughs> Like on the end of the spit. <laughs> he like calls all his buddies over. They're like, we got to catch more of these frogs, man. <laughs> these frogs are great. <laughs> all right, John. Well, let's talk about Baggate. Baggate. Yes. All uh, right. There has been a spate of cheating stories. Everybody's cheating. Everyone's cheating. And I, I was always told that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Sure. But people thought it was contained to the University of Alabama and NASCAR, the only people who <laughs> cheated in the entire world. Right. <laughs> but then we found out it's in poker, it's in chess, and now where and is now it? we find out it's in cornhole. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> cornhole. Yes. Uh, the cheating scandal that rocked the professional cornhole world. Okay. A cheating scandal dubbed Baggate has sent shockwaves Shockwaves, John. Shockwaves. Across the professional cornhole world. The controversy sparked in August 
at the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships in South Carolina, Devin Harborough filed a formal complaint against cornhole players Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, claiming the number one ranked teams uh, used illegal bean bags. So uh, I thought the bags were too thin, Harborough asserted. And then a $15,000 purse was on the line in the game where competitors tossed bags filled with resin beads into a hole on slanted boards, which are approximately 27% uh, 27 feet apart. We've all played this, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at, after the complaint was lodged, officials performed a bag inspection. However, Lopez... <laughs> I got one of those in the airport, <laughs> too, by the way. Uh, Lopez and Richards also wanted their opponents' bags to be inspected as well. You, sure. You Turn inspect my bag, <laughs> we're going to inspect Let's yours, Let's all too. get our bags out. <laughs> uh, both of them bags. <laughs> I want both of them. <laughs> Turns out none of the players competing were using regulation-sized bags. Everybody was <laughs> cheating. cheating. <laughs> Officials ultimately determined that the violations were not intentional and they allowed the contest to continue. An ACL spokesperson alluded to the fact that some form of cheating may have taken place as possible, but I'm pretty confident it wasn't intentional, spokesman Trey Ryder said. Meanwhile, Lopez claimed that I don't know how they became illegal sized. We did not boil the bags. Uh That's what I'd say, too. It's like deflate gate for cornhole. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Do they not, uh, does the ACL, the American Cornhole League, yes. not provide bags for, like, you just show up? I yeah. mean, you are a cornhole, the Earth Oddity Cornhole team, and we just show up. The boards are set up, and they and you play with the equipment provided by the league. I mean, it sounds kind of like bowling, where you have your own ball. Yeah, that's your what lucky it ball, like. or you, you got your lucky yeah. bags. And I'm sure you get used to the bags you're throwing. I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm not a huge fan of cornhole. I think that we turned our back on traditional on tradition of throwing horseshoes. Right. That's really all cornhole is is horseshoes. Mm-hmm. For people, I don't know why we can't do horseshoes. What's wrong with horseshoes, y'all? I was kind of good at it, yeah. and I suck at cornhole. So, anyways, embrace tradition, reject <laughs> modernity. Let's go back to horseshoes. You can't cheat in horseshoes like that. But yeah, could I, you? Could you? Is there? Well, I mean, surely there's a way. I'm like, sure everyone's cheating. Let's let's come up right now. How do we cheat it? At horseshoes. at horseshoes, I don't know. Maybe your horseshoes lighter or more aerodynamic or something than the standard horseshoe you use. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we don't play horseshoes anymore. It's much easier to set up. All you got to do is nail two stakes in the ground. <laughs> yes. You know, and you got a few horseshoes to tote around. You got to lug them big boards all the way down to the quad for a game day. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Just play horseshoes. Everybody, it's the redneck game of... Of our forefathers. Uh, you know, well, what if the reason we play cornhole and not uh, horseshoes is because somewhere along the way, some somebody's mom was like, well, someone could get hit with a horseshoe. <laughs> Don't want to hurt them. Yeah. That's probably So we right. need to play with these soft cornhole that, That's not bags. a bad idea. I thought it was... Uh, you know, the gay agenda shoving <laughs> cornhole on us. You know, you know how they're permeating all realms of society. We know how the gay agenda works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Huh. Um, yeah. Well, I hate, 
so it was cheating, but it wasn't cheating. They were like, both of y'all are cheating, but uh, since you're both cheating, y'all can still play? Yeah, it, it sounds here like uh, both teams are cheating, so yeah, we just uh, continue playing yeah. the game. But like when you show up to an NFL game, they have the footballs there for you. Right. You know. Cornhole should probably be the same way. Yeah, I'd solve the cornhole problem. <laughs> says here, cornhole is a fast-growing sport, and it has attracted big-name sponsors. The growth of the sport has been compared to that of pickleball. Oh, pickleball's gotten huge. What I don't know. What is pickleball? I don't really know what pickleball is, either other than Northport's supposed to be getting a pickleball court, and it, I watched a video in the announcement, and it looked like tennis for old people. Okay. The only yeah. thing I've ever played is tickleball. with a trusted uncle (laughs) (laughs) the the ACL boasts about 155,000 members which is up from 125,000 in 2021 according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal's tracking this. That's crazy. <laughs> Wall Street Journal, dude. There's much more important things. <laughs> Top ACL players can earn around $250,000 okay. from annual winnings, endorsements, and sponsorship agreements. Well, I'll say this. At the first Earth Oddity at Odd Fest, <laughs> yeah. we have that. we're only playing horseshoes. <laughs> A lighter or thinner bag does allow for a competitive advantage. Some players have been suspected of participating in a variety of methods to create the lighter bags. Hmm. Uh, I would fill them with helium. (laughs) (laughs) The ACL regulations stipulate that cornhole bags must be six by six when laying on a flat surface, and the bag's weight is expected to be 16 ounces. The league now plans to implement more regulations and structures into the sport, i.e. they're yeah. probably going to have official right. cornhole bags. So It sounds like the Pinewood Derby has more strict regulations than <laughs> cornhole does. You just play with your own bags? Yeah, like, just bring them on. <laughs> Whatever you got, it's fine. <laughs> Nobody was checking them beforehand yeah. or anything. Mine aren't even square. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee. Well, I'm surprised there's that many people in the cornhole league. Number one. And number two, the amount of money you can make doing it. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I'm glad they found a way to do it. Hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about a serious subject, and that is the plague on our society that is Pokemon. (laughs) Right. You have been sounding the alarm about this for a while. That's right. An Indiana man in a Pikachu costume on Halloween flees police on a lawnmower. This lawlessness is what it's brought us. This is from Roachdale, Indiana. Cool name town. I like the name Roachdale. Roachdale. If their high school mascot isn't a roach, something's wrong. <laughs> the Roachdale roaches? Gotta be that, right? Yeah. Uh, Here's a sentence you won't read often. An Indiana man wearing a Pikachu costume on Halloween night fled from police while recklessly towing a trailer with a modified lawnmower. Officials in the western Indiana town of Rockdale. Oh, it says Rockdale, but up here it says Roachdale. No joke, it says Roachdale right there. You can read it. Well, at least we know how the person who was writing this up really feels about it. (laughs) That's right. Um Officials on oh, and shout out to Trinity who put this in the Facebook group, by the way. Uh, officials in the western Indiana town of Rockdale were confronted with the scenario after receiving reports that a 19 year old man wearing a costume of the beloved Pokemon character 
was rumbling through town while children crisscrossed streets in search of candy. Rockdale Deputy Cameron Bowler attempted to make a traffic stop, but the man wearing the brightly covered colored anime costume turned around and gave the officer an obscene gesture the police wrote in a Facebook post. <laughs> man, imagine <laughs> getting flipped off by Pikachu. <laughs> Look at their Facebook posts like a picture <laughs> of the wanted guy. Uh, Bowler chased the man for several blocks before in- ending the pursuit and letting the Pokemon character go. After determining where the man lived, Bowler and Marshal Adrian Lapine went to his home, police wrote on Facebook. After a brief scuffle with the man, who was out of costume, <laughs> the two officers took him into custody. Oh, I wish there could have been some footage of him in the costume. Sure, fighting with the police officers. <laughs> the man was charged with criminal recklessness and two counts of resisting law enforcement, police said. Alcohol or drugs were not suspected to be a factor in the incident. Police said the man in the Pikachu costume apparently acted alone. However, we are not opposed to catching them all, the police department wrote. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Just another example of Pokemon <laughs> con- uh, perverting our youth and yeah. our society and leading us down a deep, dark path that we don't want to go on. Did you get the... Uh- now we were we were a little past Pokemon, but when Pokemon first came out back in the nineties, uh, I was wondering if you were ever exposed to the Pokemon is is satanic. Oh I, well, I know about it. I okay. was never like I was out of youth group by the time that got fired up. But I know <laughs> look, <laughs> anything that gets popular, a Baptist youth minister is going to tell you that's satanic. You just got to know that. That's the way it goes, <laughs> right? Right. Everything that gets popular. Well, at least that was the trend until Tic Tac came along. Sure. But that's like uh, Johnny Spyware. <laughs> that's right. And they might be right. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Yes. Yeah, no. It's it's definitely from China, mm-hmm. and it's collecting data on us all, which is fine, whatever. They're going to end up taking over. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead and get my social credit score going, sir. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Everything. Pokemon. Teletubbies were satanic. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Well, yeah. one of them was gay. Yeah, of course. Which led into them being satanic. Yeah. Well, we know all gays are satanists. <laughs> That's a joke for my gay friends. That's a joke. All right, you're not satanists. People with tattoos are right. Yeah, right. we all know that. <laughs> If you're gay in tattoos, then yes, you are a Satanist. But if you're a clean-skinned gay person like me, there's still a chance. <laughs> of them getting a tattoo? No, of them getting into heaven. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was all jokes. I want to talk about something serious now. And that's world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, or you can order the spice right there on the website. That's CajunCurl.com, CajunCurl.com. Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Paris, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Sonoran desert frogs and anything else you can think of putting it on. 
Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it, on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer on the website or order your own right there. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally... In the Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, March Martin Downtown Northport, and two Piggly Wigglies. Maybe check all the Piggly Wigglies, but the one on Highway 69 South and the one on Lurley Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Sure. We have a couple messages this week. Our, Our first voicemail comes from Jack. All right. Hey, John and Tiny. Uh, Jacqueline. I was going to call in and look you on my happy Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Uh, yeah, but by the time this is broadcast, it will. Uh, and I am, as you know, probably between people that John totally understands and totally doesn't judge at all. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I was going to do that, but then I- End of your last episode. And taking over Canada, so ouch. And two, Canada has uh, a lot of scouts as well. I was a Girl Scout myself. We called them guys, girl guys, uh, but which was founded by Nathan Powell. Um, so I have some basic survival skills as well. So bring it on, John. I think the Canadian <laughs> boy-girl scouts could take on the American boy-girl scouts. And actually, I think the rest of the world would probably, honestly, probably join Canada over the U.S. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. False. Anyway, hope you all are having a great time. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. That's false. The rest of the world would join us because we pay the rest of the world a lot of money. <laughs> like the United States as a government does, and the Boy Scouts of America help scouting programs around the world, too. Mm-hmm. They would join with us, or we would say, oh, we're just not going to donate a lot of money. We give a lot of money in Canada, too. People don't know. What happens if our money goes to zero? Oh, well, that's how we're finding that out in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're finding that out in real time. Jacqueline, I don't think Halloween people are weird uh, or anything. I just think they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's adults on Halloween. That's okay. my only stance on it. Yeah. Well, how was your Halloween? It was fine. We uh, we had no kids at home. Oh, Hudson, Hudson wow. went to his friend's house. Oh, well, I got to tell you about what happened to Thomas. Thomas and his girlfriend went to a Halloween party. And then Libby went with her friends trick-or-treating. And so Deidre and I were at home. She had the flu. So mm-hmm. I got to hand out candy for the first time ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> As I've been in fall festivals for forever. So that was awesome. Did you uh, turn the lights on? Yeah, I had the okay. lights on. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I thought my friend Lindsay was bringing her daughter by 
Um, but she said when she rode through, it was all dead. So mm-hmm. maybe they came a little later after the traffic was shut down. I bought a big candy bar for her daughter that I ended up eating it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. I ended up eating it about 8 o'clock, and I was like, what if they like knock on the door? I'm choking this thing down. But uh, Thomas and his girlfriend went to a party uh, over at some friend's house in the neighborhood where John Horton and Billy... Uh, Wharton live and all that. Okay. And so Thomas Dietrich was like, I want pictures of them in their Halloween costumes because Thomas was an Oompa Loompa and his girlfriend was Willy Wonka. Because mm-hmm. Deidre foolishly gave Thomas a, her debit card because <laughs> he was like, I want to go to Spirit Halloween and get us a costume. And guess how much he spent? $100. Oh, $170 on oh these costumes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so they just like, I want a picture. I've texted Thomas about it. He hasn't answered me. And I was like, well, text Jesse. You know, like, she's a girl. She, mm-hmm. She'll she want a picture. So just tell her to send you some pictures. And so she sent back a picture of Thomas out of his costumes with Band-Aids all over his hands and one on his forehead. Oh, no. He walked through a glass door at this house <laughs> and busted it to pieces. <laughs> got all cut up and everything. Nothing like he didn't need stitches or anything like yes. that. So, uh, well, you know what? How dare they keep their glass that clean? Well, here's so the, that he didn't know he it was said, closed. He said all night long it was propped open. And uh, they had a fog machine by the door. Yeah. And at some point, somebody decided to close the door, and he didn't realize it, (laughs) and walked through it, (laughs) and busted glass everywhere. He bled all over his $80 costume, Oompa Loompa costume, and blood on like a a, a murder scene. I was about to say, bloody cut up Oompa Loompa would have been a fantastic (laughs) Halloween costume. (laughs) So probably about 10 minutes after sending that picture, they showed up back to house at the house and Deidre made him put his costume back on <laughs> so she could look at it. And uh, and he was like, yeah, I kind of killed the vibe at the party so he decided <laughs> to come hang out here. <laughs> he spent Halloween the rest of the night with us. Uh, yeah. No, anyways, so that'll be expensive whenever her dad, the girl's dad, whose house is over at, tells me boys. how much it is. I, I reached out to him like a decent. I was like, mm-hmm. look, I, you know, let me know what the replacement cost is and everything. I'm sorry, my numbskull son. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Walked through your glass door. Well, according to Thomas, he was like, don't even worry because they said they didn't even lock that door and they're... <laughs> You know, I was like, Thomas, they're trying to make you feel better. <laughs> yes. you know, I was like, they want some money for that door. It's probably going to end up being a thousand dollar Halloween that for you, costumes <laughs> plus the cost of all this, too. So I feel like the correct response to that situation is I have never in my life once walked through a glass door. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, so. It was fun for him, I guess. But how do y'all were all sick? We were. Yeah. Eli, he he also got a costume from Spirit Halloween. Okay. We went to uh, we went to Walmart first. Sure. And we couldn't. He he didn't like anything there. And we went to I think we went to somewhere else. So he didn't like anything there. And so we went to Spirit Halloween. And he he we were fixing to leave. We we're like, you don't like anything here? Then yeah. You know, you're no costume. And we're gonna just throw something together. And yeah. he found him a uh, like a Fortnite skin. 
costume. But then, like I said, this was before he got sick. So, right. You know, and he's he's better at this point, but uh, the little buddy, he is like really bad off. Oh, and, yeah. You know, Mama, she was going to cancel trick or treating. Sure. Which, you know, uh, <laughs> and what happened was we ended up talking her into, well, just let him go to a few houses. You know, he'll, he'll yeah. wear his mask. We won't get around nobody else. And he'll just walk up and like, you know, yeah, grab you. one piece out of the out sure. of the bucket or whatever. And that's what we did. But then uh little buddy, he started crying Aww. when Big Brother was gonna go without him. Sure. So he, he got to go, but I don't think we went to maybe but maybe half a dozen houses. Oh wow. Well y'all should have came by. <laughs> yes. I would have given you candy. I gave out every piece of candy I had. Mm-hmm. I was like the last probably five got loaded up. I was like, here you go. I was like, just get what you want. It was awesome. But did you dress up? No. <laughs> no, I did not dress up. I did not. The I had to like hold Jay for every one of them because of course he wants to kill everyone who comes in our house. That yeah. was frustrating. Uh, but yeah. It was a good Halloween, except for Thomas costing me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and we got one more message. I for, almost forgot we were doing one. Yeah, I did too. I tell you what's odder than odd. Hey, this is Stan. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. I just called. I'm, I'm a little behind on listening, y'all, but all I wanted to say was happy birthday because you deserve it. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Stan. Yeah, uh, more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> we, Stan and I both suffered devastating football losses last night. The Mississippi State beat Auburn at the end. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a tough night for the state of Alabama last night on my birthday. Uh, thanks, Stan, though. I appreciate it. Uh, we also have some questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to the Discord server, link in the show notes. Our first question comes from Phil Zutsu. Okay. No, we, we talked about that. Oh, dang. We scroll down a little bit. Our first question comes from Gander. Are pet dogs just an example of Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Probably so. I guess domestication of any animal is is a bit of uh now I just love the people who have captured me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. <laughs> Although I, I'm I'm with you, but the way some of these owners treat their dogs oh. is ridiculous. The, it's almost like they're more in captive to the pet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't get me started on the uh, fur baby culture. <laughs> that, I, it bothers me to no end <laughs> that people treat their animals like they're actual humans. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. They're animals, and that's fine. You can love them. I love my animals. You can treat them well. That's fine. But they're not humans. They're animals. They're correct. When our dollar goes to zero, you're going to eat them. I, no matter how much you love them. When there's <laughs> and if no you food, don't. They'll eat you. Yeah, right. They'll definitely. <laughs> I don't eat know you. if you know this, yes. but when when people pass away in their homes, and sometimes sure. it's a few days before the yeah people no. find them. Yeah, your pets will sure enough will turn on you. Yeah, I will. Uh, if you got a pet hog, like a pet pig, one of those little pot belly pigs, mm-hmm. when it goes bad, that's a good plan. <laughs> like, look at us. <laughs> we fix to eat little our little pet here. 
Our next question comes from Gander. He says, thoughts on Elon Musk officially taking over Twitter and firing tons of people on his first day? Well, I think that's to be expected, right? When you get a, a takeover of any company, they're going to let people go. You know, they'll, they'll do a quick analysis and look and go, all right. We're going to let you, like the CEO and all that. I mean, of course they're going to get let go. Mm-hmm. They knew it. I'm sure they didn't probably weren't like, yeah, he's going to keep me on board. So now, I don't know if this is true, but I did see something about supposedly they had some kind of uh, golden parachute deal. Oh, yeah. But the way Elon Musk fired him, they didn't get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I know I saw that he was uh, taking away each Twitter employee apparently got a day of rest a month where they mm-hmm. could just take the day off, paid just chill out or whatever. Nice. And he ended that. <laughs> right. A lot of people weren't happy about that. But yeah, he's just trying to make it profitable, I guess. And he mm-hmm. wants to get people in there that align with him. So that's the way it goes. It, it's not fun to lose your job. Never. So I don't know. I uh, hate it for those people. I'm not one of those people that like would let whatever my political leanings are up depending on the day mm-hmm. you know people get happy when a coal mine gets shut down because <laughs> right. they're like on the other side of the because coal is bad for yeah the you're like you know, a lot of people are yeah. gonna are gonna lose their jobs and not be able to provide for their family it seems like a weird thing to get happy about if you hold that position which i do then you can't get happy about people getting fired from twitter either mm-hmm. it's the same thing you know those people's livelihoods that's affected them in real world terms but it is expected, I would think. Right. Surely, if you work, if BF Goodrich was to sell, and they're well, y'all are in a union. That's a little different. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> they would find me uh, important, sure, to their right. operations, yeah, and not want to get rid of me. Yeah, but if like Shane decided to sp- sell Spiller Furniture tomorrow, you know, if he was to come in and go, hey. End of the week, this new guy is going to buy a spiller furniture. Then I would start cleaning out my office. I'm like, he's not going to keep me around. You know, mm-hmm. like he's going to get his people in here to do this job. So you, some of them, I'm sure, weren't startled by it. But if you're probably a low level guy that just, uh, you know, bans President Trump, whatever he tweets, and that's your only job, then yeah, you may have been surprised and caught off guard. It probably hurt. I did think it was kind of funny because I don't know if you remember this, but like on day one when he fired the CEO and like a bunch of the top execs, yeah, uh, the the word got out that he had like fired an entire team of data engineers, yeah. And supposedly now maybe that's coming because I think he did say he's going to lay off something fifty percent. Yeah, the, the other day he laid off fifty percent of the. But it didn't happen that day. Right. The reason that story was going around is because there was two guys walking around with cardboard boxes. They claimed their names were Raul Ligma. And yeah. Daniel Johnson. Yes. And the media reported on it. Of course Didn't they fact did. check it at all. Not at all. <laughs> and the joke was Ligma Johnson. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, I hate it for those people. Yeah. But, you know, one of the best ways to increase profit is to cut payroll. So where Twitter, you can cut payroll. Yeah, right. I mean, wanna, you don't need to go firing people who are essential. Right. Because then you're going to really be up a creek. When I saw that, uh, that one of the tweets from Elon that I saw is his, like in his assessment, there were 10 managers for every like one person doing coding work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that's what he, 
eliminated, just restructure the company. Like we don't need a bunch of middle managers right. who aren't producing for the company. They're just whatever, filing TPS reports or whatever. Did you, you know? watch that TikTok that was going around No, a day Are you on Twitter? TikTok now? No, but it was got- Sounds it, like you're on TikTok. This it is was getting TikTok shared by other people. Look, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's this girl. She's talking about a day oh, at yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. and she's yes. like, I started my day with the uh, iced mochaccino. Yes. Yeah, and, I saw all that. Yeah. 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 Where I was like, okay, you we guys have, aren't working at all. Like, this isn't a real job. Yeah, no, you guys are just having fun <laughs> and getting paid. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Now, if that's true or not, I don't right. know. But if it is, then yeah, you probably could cut some payroll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we don't need a yoga room. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> don't need ping pong tables and a coffee bar. All that's great if mm-hmm. you got it. But still, you don't have to have that to get the job done, which is, I'm sure, what Elon's saying. Right. And apparently they have offices all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Why not just buy one piece of property and make your headquarters wherever? And that you don't have to worry about keeping four buildings or how many ever buildings and how many ever different states and all that regulations and right. You know, tax laws and all. It seems like it'd be much simpler just to have it all in one place. If Elon was asking, Mm -hmm. sell my Alabama, Elon, that's where you need to come (laughs) to baby. I'm trying to push you on it. This is the new Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, next question comes from Stan Wright. If there was a Mount Rushmore of Alabama foods, what items would be on it? Mm, uh, barbecue. Fried. Yeah, I was thinking ribs. Yeah, ribs. Yeah, probably specific. Yeah. Potato fried, salad. Fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> um, Hush puppies. Or Sam Smokehouse wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. All the normal stuff that we'll all eat over the next month, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, what phrase immediately annoys you? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. What phrase immediately annoys me? Fur babies annoys me. I was just talking about that. <laughs> yes. That one annoys me for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is a phrase, but I hate it when people... Put the little clap emoji between all the oh, yeah. words. <laughs> yes. I Unless you're doing that. it to be funny, like making fun of people who <laughs> yes. do that, then yeah, that is pretty bad. It's, it makes me angry. I yeah. immediately get mad when I see it. I'm, I don't know. This phrase, this word bothers me, which is worldview. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because it's like a correct, it, it does its purpose. It explains exactly what it is. But whenever somebody says that, I'm just like, that sounds so lame, you know? Yeah. Uh, like your your worldview is different than mine. I'm like, I don't like that. For some shout reason. out to the driver. He said, "My truth." Oh, that yeah. annoys me too. That is a speaking truth to power. This is my truth. Yeah, that's very true. The idea that uh, we can have two co- contradictory truths, yeah, but they still be truth to sure. us is find that a little distasteful. Thank you, Matt Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Next question comes from Gander. Why do the Browns suck so much? Poor management. It's also kind of their brand at this point, isn't it? <laughs> they beat somebody Thursday night. I watched most of the game. Who was it? They played really well. Amari mm-hmm. Cooper's on the Browns now. Yeah. Um, you know, they they don't manage their draft well. 
And that goes back to probably ownership more than anything else, because I guess your owner is hiring your general manager and mm-hmm. all that, or president. And yeah, they just don't. That's their biggest problem is they don't draft well. And when they do, like uh, they had an offensive lineman that played with them for forever. That was great. And he was a first round pick. That it's like they luck into somebody like that. Right. You know? In general, they'll draft Johnny Manziel, you know, to be their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, which Johnny Manziel was amazing in college, but I mm-hmm. think you could look and be like, I don't know if running around for 30 yards and then just throwing the ball up is going to work in the NFL, which is what he did in college. Mm-hmm. And he had Mike Evans, who was like seven feet tall and can jump over everybody and catch the ball. Yeah. Oh, anyways, that's their problem. I'll be glad to step in and fix everything <laughs> if they would call me. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything to be said for just kind of the – mindset well i think you can get in a culture of losing that's what i'm saying like like if if tomorrow if we was to take if if they had anybody they wanted i mean they'd that still isn't going to necessarily fix it because you have to break this mentality of we're the browns and we suck you know well yeah i know you know that happens at jobs too Mm -hmm. you know like everybody shows up like man i hate this job it's the worst place in the world to work and then that just infects everyone else around them and then it ends up being the worst place in the world to work because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right exactly so yeah that's there's probably a bit of that happens to me every day (laughs) (laughs) i know like uh the lines have the same issue you know like they just can't ever win yeah and i Maybe it's because I watch Hard Knocks. I like the lines. I like their coach, Dan Campbell. He's awesome and all that. But it's just like they they shoot themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. and, and it just is immediately when something goes bad, I'm sure everybody's like, yeah, this is how it goes for the lines, and they end up losing the game. So mm-hmm. there you go. Next question comes from Gander. Why do we refer to people who once were in high, in high office by their old title. I've never understood this, and I always thought it was stupid left and right. Like, seriously, just because I was president of my 4-H club once upon a time doesn't mean I'm forever Mr. President. Mm. Uh, Also, on a whole different level of annoying when it's not former presidents, a.k.a. secretary person that hasn't been relevant for 20 years. Okay, I kind of agree with him on this. Mm -hmm. I like it, because... There's a guy, I can't remember his name. He he uh, taught at Belleville State. I took a class under him. He was a coach. He was coach something. Right. Everybody called him, you know, like Coach Wilson. And I wouldn't call, I'd just call him Mr. Wilson. Because he, he wasn't a coach no more? Well, I was just like, you never coached me. You know? Oh, okay. Like, you've never been my coach. Right. And you're not coaching this biology class. <laughs> so you're Mr. Wilson. He got mad at me. That was a conversation we had. I was really just doing it because... It made him mad. <laughs> yeah. Because I was a ridiculous yeah. human being at that time in my life, and mm-hmm. I just try to make people mad. So, yeah, um, I kind of agree with him. You're not the president anymore. Mm-hmm. You're former president, you know, Bush or whatever. Well, can we call you former president Bush? Yeah, I, I don't, wouldn't mind that. So long as it's former. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. But I, I mean, agree. I know we're talking about politicians here, but there's a lot of people who, kind of like what you were talking about, like their job kind of becomes their right. persona, yes. so to speak, you know? Like Sheriff so-and-so, he may right. not be Sheriff no more, but he wants people to call him Sheriff for the rest of his life. Right. Well, like uh, the guy that passed away over here, he was a dentist. Okay. The doctor, 
whatever, you know, I don't want to say his name on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dentist. But I don't know that I would have, like, he's never been my dentist. So I probably would have just called him Mr. Last Name, you know? Yeah. That's just the type of guy I am. So unless he was like, call me that. And then that would have probably made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a guy who got his PhD and he like wanted everybody to refer to him as doctor. And I refused. I was like, no, man, I'm not referring <laughs> to you as a doctor. <laughs> you have a PhD in history. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from Cash Money Money Oddity Thousandaire. Why are bidets not more popular? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the bidet train. Do you have one? I don't. No, I was actually I was tell, talking to Cash Money Oddity oh, okay. Millionaire. Yeah. If so, I'm going to come use it at your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should be. It makes perfect sense. Uh, and then our last question comes from Shiny Disco Balls. Hey, John, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? A hundred duck-sized horses. Oh, yeah? I think so. Because hmm. I could kick them. Yes. Know? As long as they just don't get you down. But a horse-sized duck presents problems because it has the ability to fly. <laughs> right. And it's as big as a horse. And... uh I mean, maybe not me, but some people it could probably just swallow them whole. Sure, right. I yeah. mean, you ever seen them like <laughs> yes. choke down no, a whole yeah. bread crust yes. in one go? Have you ever seen ducks make love? Uh, yes. Because they don't make love. <laughs> they take love. <laughs> they rape each other. <laughs> I got an early lesson in <laughs> in uh, biology and anatomy or whatever that is at the Guthrie Smith Park in Fayette <laughs> one time. <laughs> It's like they're hurting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So imagine two horse-sized ducks doing that. <laughs> that was the point of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fight a horse-sized duck. Yeah. But I could I could probably boot uh, a lot of those horses, you know. I think I could. I uh, shake a Walmart sack at them. You know, horses hate Walmart sacks when they get yeah. to blowing around and stuff. It scares them to death. Hey, what about like uh what if you had, but what about like riding a duck, a giant duck? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Like a horse. That would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> you could just take off and fly. You land on the water. You could walk on land. It might be the perfect vehicle. Maybe we need to start selectively breeding large ducks. <laughs> to make them bigger, <laughs> bigger, the bigger. biggest duck we can get. And then we bring back the cavalry. Sure. The duck cavalry. Well, then... <laughs> <laughs> the Marines are on the ducks because they are <laughs> yeah. land there and sea. Yes. <laughs> but uh but then once we get duck sized horses <laughs> or horse sized ducks, uh and society collapses and we all die and they'll dig them up years, you know, thousands of years from now and be like, This is a dinosaur. And it really just be <laughs> I mean tiny wanted big ducks <laughs> to ride. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it uh, for questions. And as this free show draws to a close, John, we need to thank our patrons. Yes, we do. We thank each and every one of you so much for supporting what we do. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff. Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, the driver, 
our newest patron, Shiny Disco Balls. Oh, that's right. <laughs> welcome. Talk welcome to, to the group. <laughs> yeah. He's cool. Yeah. And of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. That's right. We all thank you so much for uh, supporting what we do, for listening to the show. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, that gets you the extended show, which is an extra show. And speaking of extensions, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, uh, we're going to talk about four men who got in a little trouble. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about someone who got in trouble at Disney World. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wasn't me. <laughs> so you got anything else? No, that's it. Other than sign up for the Patreon. We're so close to our goal <laughs> to being able to do video. We just need a few more subscribers. So join up so you can see what Tiny and I look like in all our glory. Yes. Yes. He's got this beautiful backdrop already here. I do. We've been waiting. <laughs> you just got to join up. Yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We got show art. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a phone number. Wait, we have a Discord server. Link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's six six two four nine three two zero five nine six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, welcome to the show. The extended show. Extended. Your show. Yeah. Right. We do this for you. We do it for you.